0: Involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is
1: brought to you by Safety FM.
0: And from the land of liberty and prosperity, we're not on the border today. We're actually there, a land of liberty and prosperity in the highway to the north. Got many different highways running through here. Used to be that on my, uh, when I was talking about toxicology and I, or anything like that, we talked about roots of exposure. I would put on the uh, test if you were from New Jersey. Uh, Roots of exposure, Garden State Parkway, Route 95, 287, Route 80. No, rather than inhalation, ingestion, injection, and contact, right? So uh, everyone would get a big kick out of that. So yeah, that's us. It's Monday, July 10th, 2023. We are broadcasting from a undisclosed location in New Jersey. How's everybody doing tonight? Just that camera. There we go. I tell you what, this past weekend was hellacious with the weather up here in New York, where I'm from. A lot of questions asked today. Were you impacted by the seven and a half inches of rain yesterday, the once in a millennium rain event? I said no, but we did go out looking in Orange County for damaged areas. We're on our way back from our baseball tournament, which got rained out in the championship round. And my wife said, well, uh, she ended up going home on the thruway, I went on Route 6, going through Rockland and Orange County. I think that's Orange County there entirely. Anyway, long story short, we, if you looked on the news today up here locally, you saw what happened. Road washed out, Route 6 is just west of the New Jersey, I'm sorry, the uh, United States Military Academy in West Point and Highland Falls was in one of the other areas they wanted to declare a uh, disaster site so uh, a lot of stuff going on here you know a lot of stuff going on uh, here if you look on my Instagram page Jim Polzel J-I-M-P-O-E-S-L you will see and you know you like and become uh, uh, well, whatever you call it subscribed friend whatever on Instagram, you now uh, will get to see those, and even on my Facebook page at Safety Wars and Jim Polzel, you will see on the public part of that, of uh, the footage I uh, shot, incredible. Uh, it's gonna go eventually into my disaster preparation stuff, and I tell you what, homes were destroyed, uh, now, everything else, we'll go back there in a couple of weeks, take some photos of the aftermath and the recovery there. Uh, but I was the only person on site there Safety Wars. That's us. We were the first reporters on scene there, taking videos and posting them to the Internet and everything else because it was a Sunday night, and not a lot goes on at news stations on Saturday, Sunday nights. So, uh, once again, we were ahead of the curve with a lot of stuff. Last week... We had uh, a comment made by one of our listeners, Tiffany. Uh, she I'm not allowed to say where she works. We'll just say, it's at a place that you've all heard of, in all likelihood. She's an industrial uh, hygienist there. Uh, I went to uh, college with her, and I believe her husband, uh, many, many moons ago, she's been... uh, I tell you what, even in its infancy with Safety Wars, uh, she's been a very big supporter. And even back in college on a lot of this stuff, uh, again, it goes to show you that you don't have to agree with people to get along with them. Uh, she uh, supported a lot of what I, uh, the way that I said things. Not that we, there was agreement, but she was like, look, you know, uh, this is, uh, no, we could disagree, but you know what? You're at least moving the ball forward here and starting a conversation on these issues uh and uh i was a editor in the school newspaper so uh i would get first dibs on uh, opinion pieces anyway she brought up the issue of child labor right uh and i said you know what that's probably a uh, good thing for us to talk about here child labor and Here, let me get all of the material up. Yeah, I had a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, A lot of alerts going off this morning because a bear went across our property. And we got it all up on the security cameras and everything else. So we're going to talk about child labor laws today. And... Uh, this has been, I did not know that this was actually a thing All right, uh, with us here. Uh, and let me call up, get the federal uh, website up. So, last week, hold on, child labor, uh, U.S. Department of Labor, All right. So I I no, I didn't think that this would actually even become an issue here. You think child labor? You're thinking of 1800s, right? Early 1900s, uh, and everything. So I'm uh, and there's different categories: agricultural, non-agricultural. Uh, no, 16 years old, 17 years old, blah blah blah. And what we always heard. Growing up, at least, in the 80s when I grew up, and even uh, in the 90s uh, where people would get their first jobs, things of that nature, that child labor was, well, don't you're not allowed to use a meat cutting machine in a deli. That's what I've always heard. Then a couple years back, there was an accident at one of uh, my client's facilities. Camera's driving me nuts here. And, and it came up. Right on child labor, and that's why when you're doing an accident investigation, you have to ask the age of the person getting ax getting hurt, because this is what it comes down to: federal law. And it's, some of these were surprising. Federal law establishes safety standards, so you have federal uh, f- uh, federal law, and then every state has their own take on this. And then we all and you always hear also hours worked and everything. Okay, great. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, Let me start out with this, though. Young workers, uh, here you go. Iowa governor, this is from CNN, signs bill to loosen child labor laws. Iowa Republican Governor Kim Reynolds signed a bill on Friday. This story is from May uh, that loosens child labor laws by extending the hours that teens can work in the establishments where they can be employed. The state legislature passed a GOP-led bill earlier this month, largely along party lines after weeks of fierce debate. Democrats argued that easing the rules would endanger children and distract them from school and extracurricular activities, while the bill's factors maintained that it would provide greater job opportunities. Iowa joined several states that have introduced and enacted legislation aiming to loosen child labor laws. There's, a, like, a, a lot of states doing this. We're talking, like, ten. Uh, da da. With this legislation, Iowa joins 20 other states to provide tailored, common sense labor provisions that allow young adults to develop their skills in the workforce," Reynolds said in a statement. Going on uh, here, the law is part. Uh, now, this is going uh, uh, in Arkansas. Also, the article mentions right. Arkansas's government signed a bill in March that allows youth under the age of 16 to be employed without a work certificate, and New Jersey and New Hampshire have, and now, which I'm shocked, New Jersey and New Hampshire, the very blue states here, even though New Hampshire could go either way, but uh, even it, even though it votes blue, the locals there you know, are libertarian for the most part. Uh, no, we're no, very much not into. Government involvement in federalism, more or less, and even more so on the state level. Uh, Arkansas Governor Wright employed uh, signed a bill that allows youth under the age of 16 to be employed without a work certificate, and New Jersey and New Hampshire uh, have enacted laws to extend work hours. Several states, including Minnesota and Missouri, have also recently introduced similar bills, according to the Economic Policy Institute. So, what are the restrictions? So you know what this is with uh, ex- with different things and with hours and everything. Now, it begs the question, what are the restrictions that you are under if you are going to be under, under 16 to 8, 17, 16 to 17 year. Federal law, and this is from the Department of Labor.gov, Federal law establishes safety standards and restrictions for young workers in non-agricultural industries. And no, uh, agriculture is a different animal. Uh, younger than 16 is a different animal. you got to go look up what's going on in your state. And I mean, it, it would be like an hour-long program on this. And since a lot of our listeners are actually that, listeners, not viewers, on one of the other platforms, it makes a very boring radio. So, what are you allowed to not do? And this is just an overview: manufacturing or storing explosives, driving a motor vehicle, or work as an outside helper on motor vehicles. So, in other words, you're going to be a picker or lumper on a vehicle. Uh, 17-year-olds may drive cars or small trucks during daylight hours for limited times and under strictly limited circumstances, whatever that is. Coal mining. Most occupations in forest fighting, forest fire prevention, timber track, forestry service and occupations, and logging and sawmill operations, power-driven woodworking machines, radioactive materials, hoisting equipment, all different types, power-driven metal forming, punching, and shearing machines, mining other than coal, power-driven meat processing machines. So that goes into the meat slicers, uh, but also saw and meat tr- choppers, things of that nature. Power-Driven Bakery Machines. Bailers, Compactors and Power-Driven Paper Mill Machines. Manufacturing of Brick, Tile and Related Products. Power-Driven Circular. This is what surprised me. Power-Driven Circular Saws. Bandsaws, Guillotine Shears, Chainsaws, Reciprocating Saws, Wood Chiffers and Abrasive Cutting Discs. Bans the operation of and working as a helper on the name types of power-driven equipment, no matter what kind of items are being cut by the equipment. Wrecking, demolition, though that's construction industry, and ship-breaking operations, that's 1915 operating, right? Uh, roofing operations and work performed on or about a roof. Bans most jobs and roofing operations, including work performed on the ground and removal of the old roof and all work on or about a roof. Trenching and excavation operations spans most jobs in trenching and excavation work, including working in a trench more than four foot deep. That's construction also. So that's your federal. Let's talk about the states. So I chose a couple of states here, right? So we're talking New York, uh, Iowa, Arkansas, so what do we have here in Iowa? And I'm sorry, is it Iowa? No, New Jersey. So what are you not allowed to do? State uh, prohibited activities are uh, more extensive than federal. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, basically, hazardous chemicals and pesticides. There's a whole list here. Prohibited machinery are... Uh, power drip let's see what's different than on, uh, this. paper machines, dough breaks or mixing machines, and bakeries or cracker machinery. Up until recently, Jersey was, like, made a lot of crackers and biscuits, believe it or not. Calendar rolls, centrifugal, centrifugal. Whoa extractors and mangles and laundries or dry cleaning establishments, operational repair of elevators or other hoisting operations, compactors, corn pickers, circular saws, man saws, and guillotine uh, shears. Miners under, now this is important, miners under 16 may use standard domestic type machines or appliances, standard office machines, standard types of poultry feeders, Egg graters, egg washers, egg coolers, and milking machines, but may not use other power-driven machinery, such as power tools, power lawnmowers. So if you're under 16, not allowed to use a power lawnmower. Power woodworking and metal workers' tools, and power-driven meat slicing. Going on and on and on. Uh, Prohibited establishments. This is New Jersey again. Ore reduction works, smelters, hot rolling mills, furnaces, foundries, forging shops, uh, what else? Uh, i am not reading all of them here. Establishments for alcoholic liquors are distilled, rectified, compounded, brewed, manufactured, uh, bottled, or sold for consumption on the premises. Pool and billiards rooms—that always makes me laugh. Uh, how many are there anymore? Not too many. Drunken scrap metal yards and disorderly houses. I don't know what that means. And there are exceptions to this. Hold on. And that's extensive. All right. You've got to check it out for yourself, wherever your locale is. So in New York, what do we got? Not allowed to work in construction, including painting and or cleaning a building from an elevated surface. Were they uh, silica in a quarry, crystalline silica exposure in a quarry? Any work with basically chemicals, explosives, what else? Again, slaughtering or meatpacking, and roofing on excavation operations, child labor. Uh, This is from Arkansas. A little bit different. Work, uh, what are the exemptions? Chemicals, soldering, dust, and injurious quantities, meaning I would think that means above the PEL, scaffolding, heavy work in the building trades, tunnel or excavation, mines, pool or billiard room, adjusting belts to any machinery, so, and remember, most of these have uh, vo- uh, exemptions for Votech schools, vocational technical skills. sewing or lacing machine belts in any workshop, oiling wiping or cleaning machinery, uh, and operating basically any machinery. They're worried about guarding and things not being guarded. That's basically it. You're not allowed to work on the railroad. And any saloon, resort, or bar where in, where there is liquor. Occupations involving the org, operator, or attending of hoisting apparatus or of any power driven machinery other than office machines. So you, I would include lawnmowers there. All right? Uh, public messenger service. And not allowed to work in a warehouse. Construction. Uh, cooking and baking, numerous agricultural things. So what's the moral of the story here? Moral of the story is that I never thought we'd be talking about child labor and safety, right, right. on any of this stuff. What I would suggest that if you are a Parent or legal guardian, guardian, you're in charge of children. You take your kids and you make sure that they understand what their rights are under OSHA. There's a lot of websites there. I if uh, spend a couple hundred bucks if you can, or a lot of places have them for less than that. OSHA outreach courses, if they're available and if they're eligible for them. Some places will not uh, train people under. Uh, 18 years old, and that's what I would suggest you do. So, uh, anyway, I'm going to pause right here and I'm going to go to commercial break.
1: and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support.
0: OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy! That's right, Jessica, and we're going to hit one more. We did not send our our secret messages out there. This is Safety Wars, broadcasting to our brothers and sisters in the occupied territory of behavior-based safety. Get out your secret decoder ring. Here is your nightly message.
1: Human error is normal. Human error is normal.
0: Yes, that's your... Uh, nightly message there we're moving on over to the osha uh website here and their press releases osha this from july 10th that is today osha announces meeting of federal of federal uh advisory council on occupational safety and health on july 13th the u.s department of labor's OSHA today announced the meeting of the Federal Advisory Council on Occupational Safety and Health on July thirteenth, 2023, from 1 to 4. FACOSH, i got to love that uh, acronym, advises the Secretary of Labor on all matters relating to the occupational safety and health of federal employees. These matters include providing advice on how to reduce the number of injuries and in illnesses in the federal workforce and how to encourage federal executive branch departments and agencies to establish and maintain effective safety and health programs. The tentative agenda will include the FACO, some committees work on addressing agencies and effective use of occupational safety and health management systems, OSHA's warehouse initiative, OSHA's work on workplace violence, public and member assistance at the meeting is online only. And you can go uh, to the OSHA website and look that up. Investigators find a Cheney contractor, ex- and this is, I guess, Cheney, Kansas, a contractor exposed employees of potentially fatal hazards as two workers avoid tragedy in Salina Trench collapse. In a trench nine feet below the surface, this is Salina, Kansas, in A uh, trench nine feet below the surface, a worker employed by a certain company was connecting a plumbing line to the municipal power in Salina in January when he was buried under dirt and rocks after a trench wall collapse. The uh, company is cited for two willful, six serious violations and faces $334,000 in penalties. An investigation uh, by OSHA, determined that the trench had no protection against cave-ins, and the employer had allowed soil piles and equipment within two feet on the excavation's edge. Inspectors learned that a superintendent with the, state's site gen- uh, the site's general contractor uh, had identified the trench collapse hazards to the company but left the site before making certain that the subcontractor corrected the hazard. Uh, two people survived and... Uh, so far in 2023 20, 39 workers were uh, 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 killed in trench collapses. So let's see what these were. I am looking at the citation letter. The alleged violations below have been grouped together because they involve similar things. Okay, great. All right. Honor of badge, January 6, 2023. Employees performing plumbing work while using epoxy, primer, and diesel fuel were exposed to skin and eye irritation from hazards, hazardous chemicals used at the job site. This was most recently documented at a certain place in Salina, Kansas. The employer had not developed and implemented a written hazard communication program. Uh, That is under 29 CFR 1903.19 requires certification that the abatement of the above violation is complete. So uh, this was 1910-1200, fine, $2,679. Citation one, item 1B, employee, this is another HazCom, which was zero, Uh, basically no effective information and training on hazardous chemicals in their work area. So that's $2,679 for those two. This is the second one here, citation one, item one. Type of the violation, serious. It was uh, no hard hats, $4,688. Next one, citation one, item two, $4,600. No safety glasses. No face protection included in there. Citation one, item three, uh, while the excavation was opened, Underground installations were not protected, supported, or removed as necessary to safeguard employees. They were exposed to water accumulation hazards. $4,600. Employees were not required to stand away from any vehicle being loaded or unloaded uh, to avoid being struck by spillage or falling materials. $4,600. I've never heard of that one being cited, but oh well. Okay, we did today. Citation 2, item 1. Willful and serious. Employees were not protected from excavator or other materials or equipment that could pose a hazard by falling or rolling into excavations or by a combination if necessary. $156,259. So all that they had to do was remove the soil pile back two feet or more. No issues. Ay 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 ay. aye. aye, 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 aye. Citation 2, item 2. Type of violation, willful, serious. Each employee in an excavation that was not perfected from cave by inadequate protective system designed in accordance to, with 29 CFR 1926-652, B or C. This is uh, $156,259. So for a grand total of $331,270 plus what they got in the other, so this was like two citations, two, uh, two visits, I guess. Same location, but they divided it up separately. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, you read this stuff, you're like, really? Really? I was just having a conversation with a client today on this. Doing some excavation training uh, next week. So, uh, let's take our second break here. It's at half past the hour.
1: Have you listened or watched uh, the Safety War Show It does stream live on on the radio and um, on the streamer emers that we have. So if you have not taken a listen to Jim Pozel and what the hell he's doing every evening with uh, safety wars, I would I would strongly encourage you to um, to take a view or take a listen, um, whichever option is available for you and take a listen to what the hell he has going on uh, it's definitely it will take some deep dives and in some information that you might be interested in.
0: Thank you, Jay Allen. All right. Intense sweltering heat will continue to grip the Southwest this week, placing additional stress on the energy grid. Remember to go out there and make sure you have uh, your heat stress protocols all in there. So it's going to be hot out there, hot all over the place. We're doing a heat stress uh, uh, focus this week with a couple of my clients. A beachgoer in Florida was recently bitten by a nurse shark, and he appeared to be completely unbothered by the fact, according to a video that has gone viral. The strange incident took place in Jensen Beach, and the shark in question would not let go of its grip on the man's arm, even when he stepped out of the water. Yeah, we're looking at it right here. Allegedly, the beachgoer beach goer claims he had not harassed or tried to attract the shark. When he visited the beach that day, I just wanted to play volleyball, Okay. And in footage from the unnerving incident, the uh, unidentified man is shown cradling the small shark while crowds from around him and crowds while form around him in disbelief. He is seen standing patiently as he waits for assistance and ignoring recommendations from onlookers, which range from flipping the shark upside down to disoriented, to flicking or punching the nose. When asked if the bite hurts, he says it doesn't hurt. Although he notes that every time he tries to remove the shark, it fights down harder. Uh, So, let's see. All right. I don't know. I'm looking at this picture. I don't see really any blood here. They have small serrated uh, teeth. I don't know. I'm sorry. That would hurt. So, uh, thankfully, uh, Madonna was spotted in public in New York City after being found unresponsive in health horror. Allegedly, on July 9th, the Queen of Pop was spotted for the first time since she was hospitalized due to a serious bacterial infection. Uh, well, good. So if this is true, then uh, she, uh, we're glad she's making a recovery there. Uh, look great, good spirits, the whole thing. And next story. Taking five-minute brain breaks can increase productivity in tasks. Uh, in tasks, right, Taking a five-minute brain break can increase performance and productivity in subsequent st- tasks over by, by over 50%, a study from the University of Sydney has said. 72 students undertook a self-taught lesson and two grueling mental math tests. Those who are allowed a five minute break between the tests average fifty-seven percent higher marks. When other ability factors were taken into account the second test uh, in the second test and those who powered through them without stopping. Uh, I don't know, we'll see how that works. Hollywood Studios could face two strikes for the first time in sixty-three years. Uh, So the last time this happened was in 1960, uh, with with this. And let's see, wasn't Ronald Reagan... Yeah, he was president of the Screen Actors Guild. There's a famous speech, now that I think of it, of his, where he had to uh, walk around carrying heat because he was getting his life threatened over the strike. And I tell you what, this is... They have a a legitimate gripe here. It's not only pay, it's the use of AI with this. And Sarah Silverman today, right, in a related story, uh, Sarah Silverman is uh, suing. Here, where is this story here? So I can't seem to get it here, but anyway, oh, here it is. Sarah Silverman sues... Uh, chat pro G chat pro chat GPT maker of open AI saying that it used copyrighted material to train chat box. Now this past week, I, uh, she knows here, allergies. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the Delta flyers. Uh, they are a, uh, uh Garrett Wong and Robert Duncan McNeil, Hosts who and they were uh, uh, Ensign Kim and Lieutenant Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. They played back in the 90s, and they do a review show. Uh, This week they had Robert Picardo. uh, They do a review podcast, where they review the episodes. This week Robert Picardo was on uh, about, and he played the Doctor on that show. He on a uh, episode. ...called Author, Author in the 7th Season of Star Trek Voyager... ...that was about a holographic doctor... ...meaning played by Dr. Ricardo... ...writing a novel... ...and what exactly rights did he have? Copyrights, trademarks, things of that nature. And this was this episode had to be about 25 years ago. 24 years ago was talking about this issue. Now it came to fruition. So that just goes to show you good science fiction. And let's remember... Uh, Star Trek Voyager historically has had uh, been in the highest demand on streaming services up until very recently, uh, out of all the Star Trek series and sci-fi overall, one of the highest ratings of all the streamed series. But anyway, before everything went to Gluvina with the licensing agreements. But anyway, uh, now this is like an issue. Here, Uh, comedian Sarah, this is from Reuters. Uh, Comedian Sarah Silverman and two authors have filed copyright infringement lawsuits against meta platforms and open AI for allegedly using their content without permission to train artificial intelligence language models. So, these so far, so these so called artificial intelligence platforms are also uh, called large language models. Where where they're able to uh, their makers pitch as powerful tools for automating tasks and replicating human conversation. So, for example, uh, Art Bell from Coast to Coast, they used AI to construct an interview with him using Coast to Coast AM interviews and everything else, and they used AI to construct a real interview. And unless, no, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty darn close. Uh, A I forget the name of the uh, producer there, but any—I anyway, I didn't plan on talking about it. But anyway, all this stuff, no, is going to be uh, uh, sorted out. It has to be in the next uh, couple of years here. Otherwise, we're going to have complete mayhem. I think the closest thing to this was with the streaming platforms in the mid two thousands. For example, you were uh, the way that these, my understanding that a lot of writers. Oh, I'm sorry, a lot of actors' contracts were written was that you had the show and then you had promotions. And the question was, are the streaming platforms that are promoting the TV shows, are those separate entities or those promotions? So for example, Battlestar Galactica had a streaming series, web series on there, on that were basically to promote the show. And they were mini episodes, like 15 minutes at a clip, something like that, and there was a, uh, well, what are they? And this is like the similar thing. You're using other people's stuff to generate a quote-unquote original content for AI. Is it original? Is it not? I don't know. I tell you what, the safety world, we're famous for plagiarizing everything. Uh, It gets to the point of sickness. Also, I know I gave somebody a document one time, and I said, you know what, don't copy it. I paid for it. Or and another time, hey, I, you know, I wrote this. Please do not use it. This is just for your own reference. And what's the first thing they did? They went over to a photocopier and made twenty copies of it. You know, Um, again, that's why I'm not likely to do that unless there's a uh, watermark on it. You know, I put watermarks on everything. So this is a a thing with uh, AI. Uh, What's your organization doing? Is my question. Your organization say, that ah, we're not going to worry about this? Or is your organization going to say, ah, huh, you know, I don't know, you know, do we really need to do this? Possible proof of oldest human-occupied site found in Oregon dating back over 18,000 years. An Oregon field research team believes it has uncovered the evidence that indicates human roamed the state at least 18,000 years ago. This could be. Proof of a North America's oldest human-occupied site yet. And this was, uh, 2012. Archaeologists unearthed camel teeth fragments that were initially hidden by volcanic ash from Mount St. Helens eruption roughly 15,000 years ago. Researchers also found an orange agate scraper with bison blood, a Agate, or agate, agate, I'm not sure how to pronounce it with bison blood residue in 2012, and an additional scraper later in 2015. So they've been excavating this stuff. After conducting radio carbon uh, dating analysis in 2018, and again this, year, researcher reported a newer discovery. The teeth date back to 18,250 years ago. Uh, okay, great. Go back 18,000 years I tell you what, we spread pretty quick as a species across North America and South America. Iran moves toward possible atom bomb tests in defiance of Western sanctions. According to te- an Intel report, a Dutch report says Iran continues to increase enriched uranium stockpiles. A fresh batch of damning evidence reports to reveal that the Islamic The Republic of Iran sought to bypass U.S. and EU sanctions to secure technology for its nuclear weapons program with a view on testing an atomic bomb. According to the Middle East Media Research Institute MEMRI, which first published translations of the intelligence documents on its website, the security agencies of Sweden, Netherlands and Germany revealed sensitive data during the first six months of 2023. The trillion this is from Rolling Stone, Sean Woods. The trillion dollar grift inside the time here. The trillion dollar grift inside the greatest scam of all time. In late March 2020, Haywood Talcove, at CEO at LexisNexis Risk Solutions, was packing up his office having sent his employees home. He was worrying about laying off his staff, his family's health, and how he was going to manage two young kids at home during the pandemic. But when President Trump announced an initial $2.2 trillion relief package to bail out the millions of Americans desperate for cash during the national lockdown, his concern turned away from the coronavirus. An expert in cybersecurity, Telco has worked in both the private and, private, private and public sectors and has been raising the alarm about the government's exposure to scams for many years. And now it was all like all this prior analysis, the warnings about fraud had just become real. Dude, I empathize with you. Believe me, I empathize with you. Uh, I said, oh my God, he's quoted that. They are going to allow anyone to get unemployment insurance benefits. The Systems are vulnerable. All you needed was a name, date of birth, an address, and a social security number. I tell you what, we still get phone calls every freaking day on all this stuff. You could get money because of COVID. Selling your cell phone location data might soon be banned in the U.S. For, for the first time. Massachusetts considers the law at the vanguard of a broader movement to protect consumer privacy. Massachusetts lawmakers are weighing a near-total ban on buying and selling of location data drawn from consumers' multiple devices in the state and what would be a first-in-the-nation effort to rein in a billion-billion-dollar industry. So again, we won't be tracked perhaps. War AI news: World powers in rush. you get killer robots on battlefield. This is from New York Post. Story by Alex Mitchell. As concern, grow, concerns grow, they can turn on humans. A new kind of cold warrior here, here, new kind of cold War is here. Military forces around the gold globe are in a covert arms race to develop terrifying new AI weaponry. A new documentary exploring the future of AI in battle reveals. World leaders in Russia, China, and people in the U.S. military have said whoever gets the advantage of AI is going to have an overwhelmingly an overwhelming technological advantage. Uh, Jesse Sweet said, director of Unknown Killer Robots, premiering Monday on Netflix. Revolution is happening now, but I think our awareness is lagging behind. Scary stuff. Terminator-level stuff. Patchwork of state laws not stopping catalytic converter thefts, say industry leaders. This happened to someone I know a couple of weeks ago. Scrap metal industry heads say that the United States needs a universal solution to the theft of catalytic converters because a patchwork of laws is allowing the black market to continue to exist. The Institute of Scrap Recycling Industry, ISRI, Chief Lobbyist Billy Johnson, said there needs to be a physical, I'm sorry, needs to be a federal solution to catalytic converter thefts because these exploit gaps created by each state having its own laws. I guess it has to do with tracking things. I know when you take things to scrap here in New Jersey and New York, they get a photocopy of your license. So, uh, Beginning July 1st, it became a fel- so. Here we have one in Virginia. Uh, beginning July 1st, it became a felony to sell a catalytic converter without proof of lawful ownership in Virginia, with auto repair industry employees being exempt. Another person found in possession of a catalytic converter who doesn't either have documentation where it came from or provide the identity of who sold the parts to them could be charged with a class six felony, faced between one and five years in prison. Some laws, uh, str- me, stricter laws have been implemented in 32 states also. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: In a world where danger lurks in every corner, one man stands as a beacon of hope. Jim Polzel, a veteran safety expert with over three decades of experience, now bringing his knowledge to you with Safety Wars. Engaging, informative, and always relevant, that's Safety Wars. Join a safety revolution with Safety Wars, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts and videos. Lane Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold,
0: So, I cannot find the story today, what I wanted to talk about, which was on healthcare. We'll save it till tomorrow uh, here. So, uh, basically, Senator Menendez from New Jersey, a couple of other senators have issues because there's a doctor
1: shortage here
0: in uh, the United States. And it all has to do with capping the number of people who are allowed to, who are being, uh, as I understand it, in the medicare or medicaid system and this ties into demographic uh things which we all were we're, we talk about i mean i i tell you i'm fascinated by demographic issues because they're really what drive a lot of what we talk about here uh here uh you do A lawsuit that accuses California tech giant Cisco of facilitating the Chinese regime's violent persecution of Falun Gong can move forward to trial the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit Court ruled on July 7th. Adherents of Falun Gong, a faith group that's been heavily persecuted in China since 1999, filed a lawsuit in 2011 against Cisco along with two of its former executives, uh, uh, the firm, the lawsuit alleged supply technology helped Ch- communist China. They mentioned the names of the people that I don't know. I normally don't mention names of people here Build the vast surveillance network to identify and track Falun Gong practitioners and facilitate their subsequent arrest and torture. So, uh, there's been a lot of allegations, especially it, up here locally, uh, and nationally, uh, that China is uh, targeting in this country Falun Gong uh, adherence here. And, uh, you know, that's actually a very big uh, thing up here in uh, uh, upstate New York. A lot of adherence, a lot of businesses, a lot of publications, everything with them. Uh, U.S. lawmakers step up efforts against forced organ harvesting in China. The Chinese regime's state-sponsored killing for organs is uh, aberrant, said so United States need, and the United States needs to take the lead in ending it, Representative Scott Perry said. It's an abhorrent prac- practice and uh, it is an outrage and cannot be countenanced, he told the Epoch, Epoch Times. There have been consequences and there have to be consequences and uh, Accountability. This is another one. Mr. Perry wants his bill, referred to as the Fallon God Protection Act, to be an impetus for change. Uh anyway, uh going on and on. Here we go. Uh, Supreme Court revised the whistleblowers Medicare, Medicaid, and fraud lawsuits. The Supreme Court resurrected two whistleblower lawsuits against companies uh, for allegedly defrauding Medicare and Medicaid. How is that safety related? related? Well, this is all investigated by OSHA, believe it or not. They're the ones who manage this stuff. Uh, A lot of whistleblower cases. The case concerns the Federal False Claims Act, a key tool in the government uses to combat health care fraud, and Scienter, a legal term meaning prior intent or knowledge of wrongdoing. Uh, The Senator Charles Grassley, Republican of Iowa, has called the Federal False Claims Act the centerpiece of the government's anti fraud arsenal. And, uh, okay, great. Here is a new study that came out, and what I found out was this in my travels and talking to people and everything, is that often testosterone therapy is uh, not administered as often as it possibly could be according to some doctors. Again, I'm not a doctor I'm not or anything. Talk to your own medical provider. But uh, the reason why I mention this is that often the... Uh, now, uh, uh, low testosterone is a uh, very common thing, especially for people with uh, different uh, immunodeficiency disease and immune disease uh, things, and other people, with, they'll deal with weight and everything else. But uh, essentially, uh, testosterone, testosterone deficiency currently affects about 20% of adolescent and young adult males. Another study published in 2020 further supports these findings, indicating a highly significant age-independent decline in total testosterone during the first and second decades of the 21st century that cannot be solely attributed to rising obesity rates. Consequently, testosterone replacement therapy has garnered increased interest as a potential solution, despite earlier concerns about its impact on heart health. Now a new study published in June investigating uh, the potential heart risks associated with TRT among men and high risk of living with cardiovascular disease found only a slight increase in heart risk for these individuals, suggesting that previous concerns about TRT and health, heart health may not be as significant as previously believed. Uh, who was Who did this? The article does not say... They mentioned the doctor. The doctor is by the name of Dr. Berg. Uh, but, and testosterone has a black box warning. What I found out in my study is that the testosterone treatments are one of the most expensive treatments out there. A lot of money. So if it's declared a medical issue, right, and they lower the thresholds for uh, testosterone or, however, you want to describe it, the criteria for t- uh, testosterone deficiency. The question comes so, if it's a medical thing and if it's a medical problem and it becomes significant, then will they have to, will healthcare companies have to issue health insurance, have to approve this type of medication? And you're going to say, well, Jim, you don't know what you're talking about, right? There are two other health conditions, hear me out here, where I've heard doctors, mainstream doctors, not stuff that you hear on the internet, have complained about uh, lowering of cholesterol levels, right? And the standards getting lowered to sell more cholesterol drugs. I've also heard of that with diabetes or lowering A1C rates, right? have, uh, uh, you know, to get, sell more insulin and other diabetic stuff, and as well as high blood pressure, lowering high blood pressure uh, uh, thresholds, right? That was defined as high blood pressure to sell more high blood pressure medication. My question is this. More studies like this come out on testosterone are now doctors going to have to prescribe it or more likely to prescribe it, thus causing an increased cost of healthcare. It's a question for you out there. And you're not probably, no one out there is going to be uh, mentioning this uh, to, uh, out there. So I'm going to go, and I am going to save this story because it's probably good. Now, we uh, released a shortened episode on a platform last week. Uh, probably worth asking that question and doing a short episode on that. Uh, with that, that's what we're going to try to do here: is shorter episodes and monologues. So we're right up, a bit, right up to the hour here. Uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, 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 listening, uh, bearing with me. I haven't been on really that regularly because my schedule has been a nightmare out here. But I'm out there doing what I can to fight that safety war on your behalf and on my client's behalf. So for safety wars... This is Jim Posel. We'll be seeing you uh, tomorrow night, God willing. And uh, yeah, this is all pre-recorded. I will do live when I can.